Today on the in the outdoors, we dive into how the government is impacting hunting and fishing all around you. Record-breaking fish and deer, and plenty more today on DD Outdoors. DD Outdoors is brought to you by Headline Outdoors. Download Headline Outdoors on Roku or Amazon Fire TV today and watch season three, which new episodes airing every week. It is also brought to you by Southwestern Outdoorsman. Currently running 15% off all bison products with code bison. Head on over to www.southwesternoutdoorsman.com and get yours today. Welcome back, everyone, to D&D Outdoors. Today on the show, we have lots to talk about. Uh, you know, how government can impact hunting and fishing. And we got a new record in Pope and Young. And lots more to go. How are you doing today, Dustin? Doing good, man. How about you? I'm doing good. I can't complain at all. It is 98 degrees here in Arizona, and we are about to hit 106 tomorrow. Oh, it's reading 62 right now and cloudy. Oh, I'm jealous. We need some of that. I'm back in a sweatshirt. Yeah, I'm over here. I'm sweating. I got the fan going. I got the air conditioner on. I'm sunburned little bit of everything right now. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Well, to kick the show off today, we are going to talk about the passing of Ray Scott. Ray Scott passed away on May 8th in Haynesville, Alabama. For those of you that don't know who Ray Scott was, he was essentially the creator of the Bassmaster Classic. He's the reason he was on TV. Um, and the reason I guess fishing is where it's at today, which I'm sure that gets a lot of people interested in it. Does uh, Adam watch the Bassmasters at all? I know he's a good fisherman. He's catching every monster left and right. It seems like you guys have in that state. <laughs> uh, he, I hate to say it, but the only thing he pretty much watches is these YouTube things of people playing video games. Oh, gotcha. He's one of the, he, you gotta get, you need, you need to get himself a fishing video game. I, he goes fishing and all he just doesn't watch it so i don't I, I don't know i'm failing as a parent <laughs> no no that's now that's just i think that's just kids nowadays i don't think video games seems to be kind of the way i mean i have to force my kid outside at times so Ugh. but speaking you know of outdoors is Senator Mike Lee of Utah is sponsoring a bill called S4062, which essentially is going to, wants to free up BLM land, which is like, you know, federal land. I don't know. Do you have much uh, BLM land out your way? They call it national forest out here. Okay. So it's, we have national forest here too. So BLM land's different, but same, just different types of government entities run the land. But he wants to sell that land off to housing developers to make more houses out here in the West. The bill is co-sponsored by two other Utah senators, the lovely Mitt Romney and Senator Johns Barrasso. And a BLM land, I mean, is something out out in the West, you know, that's what a lot of land is, is either be a public land is BLM national forest. Um, 
BLM is just essentially a different state agency than um, what National Forest is. It's more, I'd say BLM land is more the non foresty land. So there's a lot of desert that's BLM land and grasslands and things along those lines. So, but it's, it's interesting that all of a sudden he wants to start selling it off for houses. And it really doesn't make sense. First of all, it's going to essentially get rid of the transitional ranges, the winter ranges for deer, elk, birds, everything. And out of the 245 million acres, or about one-tenth of America's land, 22.8 million acres of BLM land is in Utah. Now, BML is government land, right? Yeah, it's the Bureau of Land Management. So yeah, it's government land. It was put into place, you know, to protect this land. Oh man, I can't, I can't necessarily. It was. Was it Roosevelt? I I think so. I think it was Roosevelt. I went with it. Was didn't Roosevelt put something in to where national lands like that would be protected? I think so. Um, I think, I think it was. I'm not not too positive on that. I I don't know if Roosevelt did um did because I know he did the national parks. Right. But oh, it's it's Truman was who created the uh, BLM land in uh, 1946 by the General Land Office and the Grazing Service. So yeah, a lot of BLM land is um, also where the uh, cows graze, like the cattle will graze and stuff. But yeah, there's really hardly any BLM land that I know of out on the East Coast. Um, I mean, there's little bits and pieces here, but I mean, it's very heavy in the Western states, and I'll I'll post a map of the BLM land, um, you know, on our Instagram sometime throughout this week while this episode is out. Okay. But yeah, it's, it's very interesting. I mean, my main question is, I mean, we obviously we shouldn't be selling our land, you know. I mean, we build up enough, but who are they selling it to? Is it going to be you know like you and I just want to show up and buy an acre? A BLM land to build our house, or is it going to go to these big builders that are going to build thousands of houses? It was something popped up in the news today here. It's somewhere up around the DC area. It was 200 acres was just sold for a hundred million dollars. Yeah, I saw that for the uh, some kind of. it's supposed to be like a sports center with restaurants and this and that, blah, 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 all contained in one little. Yeah, it was the, the uh, Washington Commanders owner, uh, Dan Snyder, bought it up to move the fo- that football team. I guess doesn't want to be in D.C. anymore. I, I understand why on that one. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. It's. It'll be interesting. I mean, I, I urge if you can, you can find a link in our little link tree at our Instagram bio. If you just go to the Howl page on there to email Mike Lee and ask him not to do this bill. I mean, it's just going to be detrimental already to the land out here. 
And there's really not, I mean, there's a lot of land in the West. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, it's just kind of one of those. Once you get the snowball, snow, snowball rolling. That's right. If they start there, they will keep chipping away at it till we lose everything. Yeah. Yeah. It starts with BLM land, goes to National Forest. Next thing you know, you got a shopping mall in the middle of Yellowstone. But hopefully that shopping mall has Pure Pro. <laughs> you know, Pure Pro products, probably hands down the most comfortable product for you when you're sitting out in the field. It is a cushion. I actually took it last weekend to my daughter's cheer competition and <laughs> sat on it in the stands. And those metal stands are unforgiving. But I sat out of Pure Pro and I was like a king on the throne there. So. Definitely want to check out Pure Pro, order their products. They have it. I use it in the, out here for turkey hunting, deer hunting. I know you use it in your stand, right? I had it with me on the North Carolina hog hunt, uh, taking it on the fishing trips we've done. So, yeah, it, it keeps Adam comfortable while he's falling asleep on it, use it as a pillow. Uh, <laughs> as a yeah. pillow? I haven't thought of that one yet. And it's made right here in the USA. So you can go ahead and order your Pure Pro at www.peer-pro.com. Well, also talking about government impacts uh, to continue this segment was, you know, we talked about three, four episodes ago about how the state of Washington decided to end spring bear hunting. Um, and obviously the negative effects that would have on wildlife. So in the Blue Mountain Elk Herd, which lives in southeastern Washington, they have been GPS monitoring on the elk calves throughout the, their uh, calving season. So because of that, these lovely predator management that is done out there in Washington, how many elk do you think survived? Ooh, survived. I thought you were going to hit me with the uh, were, were killed by a bear, but okay. Uh, less than 25%. Yes. I can't do the math, but out of the 125 elk, 17 survived. Ooh. That's yeah. Bad. That's pretty good for for a uh, elk population to be sustainable for the future, right? <laughs> yeah. Because of that 125, 77 deaths, 54 of them were from mountain lion. The others were due to wolves, bears, and coyotes. So over half of them were from predators, mainly mountain lion. The other ones were just, you know, typical car and stuff like that. Heck, they even said a bobcat killed an elk calf. Wow, that's that's hard to believe. Yeah, yeah, it's just a competition out there for the elk, or the I guess the predators in that area. Um, Washington is thinking now, oh, we screwed up. So they are pending. We'll see how this goes. You know, I don't have much faith in them after the whole spring bear debacle, they didn't, the boarding commission didn't want to listen to the scientists. But they're proposing to help this elk herd out to 
allow you to go hunting there and instead of getting one mounted lion tag and get two. That's pretty cool. I mean, yeah. that means. But that means. On the other hand, you, you're throwing double the amount of tags out. And what's that going to do to the mountain lion population? I mean, in all honesty, it won't do much because mountain lions are already so hard to hunt because you can't use dogs in Washington. So it will be just a simple spot and stalker call them in. Uh, but I mean, that's the only way that it's not like it's not going to be a permanent thing, but it's right now to get the predators under control to have the elk herd thrive. I mean, you can't go wolf hunting. That's federally protected. They already got rid of their half their bear season. And it's only in that one unit. It's not like you can do through the whole state of mountain lion hunting. You could have to be within the, where the Blue Ridge elk herd resides. It's kind of like an emergency management. I'm not sure I want to be there calling in a mountain lion. <laughs> you don't want something creeping up behind you in the bush? I mean, there's stories of people are turkey hunting and bobcats come up and attack your hunters. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm looking at my bobcat here, and that's, you know, I'm pretty confident I can pitch that one off with a mountain lion. Nah. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the good things, you know, about mount, mountain lion hunting, I mean, I guess it depends how you want to call them in. There's a lot of it's like kind of like what I do, coyote hunting, is you have an electronic call. So you can place that electronic call a good 50 to 100 yards away from you. So they aren't necessarily right on top of you. But I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that'd be kind of kind of scary. So Heck, we can have electronic calls for turkey here. So it's your either mouth calling or in the, in your hand calling a turkey that thing comes in on you. <laughs> you guys got mountain lions or i guess they're called pumas out in the east and the south we have bobcats and it's rumored that it's mountain lions floating around every once in a while you'll get a story of somebody saw one or whatnot yeah mountain lions they're they're not fun i've seen never seen one i've seen huge tracks out in the desert hunting um but i've never actually seen like a wild one face to face i guess in that sense i mean i heard they're really good eating i heard they taste amazing but i mean for me mountain lions would be one of those things that would just be an add-on to either a deer hunt or something when i'm out hunting just because they're very difficult to find and i mean I'm not, I'm sorry, I'm kind of like you. I don't want to go out there calling them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it'll be interesting to see how this goes. Um, you know, it's it's just, I feel like also it could be a band-aid for something that needs to have a better longer term solution in it. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I mean, at least at least it's it's a step in the right direction for Washington, which is something they haven't been doing lately. I mean, when I saw it, I was like, there's no way that it's coming from Washington, but it is full of surprises. Oh man. Well, last but not least, we got a new record from Pope and Young announced the new typical velvet mule deer record. They convened a special panel in Ogden. Um, I guess this deer was taken 10 years ago, but Pope and Young didn't really see differentials between velvet and non-velvet deer, so it went score as high. 
But this deer scored a 218 and two eights. It's a damn big deer. That's that's a huge deer. I don't want to be messing around with that deer. <laughs> yeah. But there are there are there are some giants out here. It was taken in Kane County, Utah. Um, I mean, there there are some giants out in the West still. I mean, it's then you see off like Kaibab and the Gunnison Plateau and definitely interesting i mean i don't i don't know how big a, a whitetail is out your way but i don't know i don't know i don't think they get to 218 maybe the eastern whitetails do and very rarely unless they're on like a, a game ranch or something maybe a little bit better chance or we really don't have them in virginia i know kansas and some places like that they kind of manage their herds a little bit better Maybe they might hit it. I mean, it, it's, I don't know. It, it, I ain't really weighed one either. I know it's a, oh, no, you don't, it's, I got to get it in a truck. No, it's, it's not, you don't, you don't do it by weight. That's the antlers, 218 and three eighths inches. inches. It's like they, yeah. what they, how they score the deer. I'd be a, a big mule deer. It, Again, it's it's depends. It, the two I got on the wall are pushing one thirty. That's so. a big. Those are big. Those are big. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I haven't, I haven't shot a, a mule deer. So, I mean, it's doing two hundred eighteen and three inches better than I ever have. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I mean, I don't know mule deer. I know we don't have white tail out here like you guys do. Because I know white tail out your way gets pretty big. They ain't wow. as big as mule deer, though. No, I think yeah, mule deer. I feel like are the biggest na native species to the Americas, but I feel I think there's bigger deer that have been imported. I'm See, not sure. Spent numbers at me, and that's where I go with it is weight. It oh is, yeah, can you uh, really wait? You weight can't get horns. True, but weight doesn't get you into record books. Maybe for bear, maybe yeah. a big scale for that. I was watching the show. Oh crap! What was on um like Fear Island or something today, and it was about some chasing this bear called Grandfather out in this, the peninsula someplace in Alaska. Turns out this grizzly bear is a hybrid between a grizzly or a brown bear and a polar bear. This bear is huge. Okay absolutely massive big bear i don't know i don't want to come across that in the forest either we got black bears around here and that's about all i'm good for <laughs> that's all we got here yeah what about that story i sent you about that uh 300 pound garfish oh that was huge absolutely <laughs> yeah the, yeah 300 pound garfish that was reeled up i mean that is absolutely ridiculous I don't, I would be, I would be pretty, pretty dang, dang sore if I had to reel that in. Yeah, Texas fisherman hooks a 300 pound alligator gar outside of Houston. I mean, I don't think it's big. This, this, this fish was eight feet, two inches and weighed in over 300 pounds. Oh my goodness. I mean, that dude's head beside that gar's head. Yeah. Gar's head just dwarfed him. It just 
Golly. Yeah, we'll we'll have pictures of this definitely posted too on our Instagram. It is absolutely ridiculous. He's using eighty pound test line <laughs> with a um, which was designed for like saltwater game fish like um, wahoo and small tuna. He had a hundred pounds of wire on it as well. I mean, he, I guess he said he only fought for fifteen minutes, which is pretty amazing. I think the coolest part though of that story is he decided to let it go. Someone else can catch it. What are you going to do with it? Eat it? I don't know. I guess you eat it like a fish? The the one that he caught was, what was it, 40-some inches? And it, I took my Raptor razor and was cutting it open, but I I was seriously thinking about getting some tin snips because it, it it's like armor on that thing. I was about to say the the scales are similar to a uh, alligator. I guess that's why they're called a gator gar, or a alligator gar. Did it taste good? At this point, we hadn't ate it. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, you have to let me know how that feels, or I mean, how that tastes. That'd be really tasty. I mean, it seems like it's kind of been a a um, kind of a good hit for a big fish lately. I don't know if it's because the weather's weather's catching up or what. Because I mean, you also had that um, giant catfish, you know, caught. Catfish, and then it's a that new was a world record for the striped bass caught here in Virginia. Yeah, yeah, you had a hundred thirty-one pound catfish caught. Uh, then the new world record for striped bass. That was that where you guys go striped bass fishing at. That is down there on the coast, I believe. Okay. We have not made it down there to do that, but that was 81.88 pounds. Jeez. Me get Adam out there. He loves catching them big fishes. We had to strap him <laughs> in the chair. Yeah. Uh, might, might wear him out for a little bit. <laughs> I mean, the 37-inch one he caught, he, it wore him out. It was all he wanted that day. Yeah. Oh, I bet. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I couldn't imagine fighting something that big we don't we don't get monsters like that i guess we got big catfish out here in arizona but i mean those those are pretty few and fun to come by but yeah well thank you guys for listening to dnd outdoors as always be sure to like and subscribe to our podcast on apple spotify we're now on amazon music too that's pretty fancy we're moving up in the world we're getting on the amazon land oh man and google and wherever else you want to get your podcast from you can like like us on Instagram and Facebook at D and D outdoors. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. And if you're heading to work, it will be over soon.